PMDD partners, welcome to another episode of the In Love with PMDD podcast. I am your host, Dr. Rose Alcaton, your PMDD relationship psychotraumatologist. And being that I have PMDD, I have chosen to specialize my practice in helping PMDD partners to stop the monthly breakups. Each week, I will be providing you with my signature trauma transformational tools. Now let's get into this week's episode. Today, we are going to be talking about eight ways to overcome feeling like the bad guy in your PMDD relationship. This has happened to me so many times and my partner, and it is almost like our worst fear is that when we get into these big PMDD fights, no one wants to feel like they're the one at fault, they're the bad guy. So we're constantly on both sides of the spectrum trying to defend our point of view and we it just kind of gets us to feeling like we're opponents instead of being on the same team. So it is um the first thing I want you to do is to name your PMDD alter ego. It is Halloween. I just got back from seeing my partner. We had a very short visit, but it was amazing, but it was not without a PMDD argument that was Less than it normally is. I'm going, I'm very proud of how things went, you know, based off of the progress that we've been making over the years. I'm still always using my tools with my own PMDD partner. But one of the things um, that I have done, and I've heard about doing this before, but I haven't really done it. And that is name my PMDD alter ego. And I did this in lieu of Halloween. I had two costumes, one that I had when I went to a Halloween party um, with me and my PMDD partner. We kind of like hung out afterwards. It was really fun. It was like an adult Halloween party. Um, so I was Cleopatra. And then I came home and I went to take my daughter on a Halloween party and trick-or-treating and I got this costume and it is a crow. And if you look on my Instagram at in love with PMDD, um, one of the posts that I made was about my PMDD ulcer ego because I was like looking through the store and I'm like, hmm, what could I use like for my costume this year? And when I saw that <laughs> I saw the crow. It's like completely black. And then um, I have like a really long abaya, which is something that we got when we were living in Dubai. And it's like a long robe, but it has like long sleeves. And I was like, this is what it feels like when I'm in PMDD, this very dark, evil looking creature where you can't really like the eyes are mysterious. Like everything is like hidden. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to name my alter ego. And I've named my alter ego when I'm in PMDD and it is Rosa. So my name is Rose. Obviously I wanted it to still reflect, you know, part of my name, but so now when I'm referencing my PMDD alter ego, it's not me, it's Rosa. So it's a little bit spicy, a little bit evil. Um, If your name is Rosa, like nothing against you, but that's the first thing that came to my mind when I saw this picture and I really think that when we get into PMDD, we are constantly feeling like this horrible person. And when I looked at that picture, I just felt like that was very reflective of how I 
view the other side of me when I'm in PMDD. And unfortunately, that is how I assume that my partner views me when I go into PMDD, which is really, really hard because I am normally such a bright, open, loving, nurturing person, partner, all of the things. But when PMDD comes, it is like this evil creature that looks exactly like the crow. Like if you haven't followed me on Instagram, you haven't gone on Instagram to see this, like look at my last post from today, October 31st, 2022, and you will see the creature that I'm talking about. But it's such the opposite of who I am, right? And I have to remind myself every single day that I'm in PMDD that I'm not this horrible person, but it's almost like this horrible person is living inside of me. And when I feel like it peeks out and my partner can see that part of me, I immediately have this fear of being judged by my partner and for him thinking that I'm the bad guy in everything that happens in our PMDD relationship. And like anything that goes wrong, it's always on me because I'm the one with PMDD, regardless of how he reacts to me being in PMDD. I just feel like I'm the bad guy. So I'm going to give you eight PMDD trauma transformational tools to overcome that fear that you have, that your partner's going to be like, well, you're the reason for this and you're the reason for that. And if you didn't have PMDD, we wouldn't be going through this. And if you would just go back to normal, like that is something that was said to me so many times in prior relationships, not with my current PMDD partner, but it's kind of like, basically, if you could just get your stuff together, then like we would be fine. And it was very humbling to think about because when I really thought about it, when PMDD wasn't there, we actually were fine. So as much as I was fighting against that being true, when I really thought about it, I was like, you know what? If I didn't have PMDD, then maybe we wouldn't have these issues. So does that inadvertently mean I'm the problem? I'm the bad guy? And I use this term bad guy, guy, girl, whatever, but it's literally how you feel like you're on cops and they're like chasing after you and you're being judged and you're being told that you're wrong and you're this horrible person and you're thinking that's not me. It's PMDD. You know, I'm not really this horrible person, but you out of anybody that can think that you are, the last thing you want is for your partner to think that. So what I've noticed is the words that your PMDD partner says to you can have a lasting effect and it can leave you feeling powerless and vulnerable and judged and alone. And you feel like they see you as not the core of who you are. And that's the most hurtful thing. It's because when you think about who they fell in love with and who they chose to be with, And now when they say things to you, like how much you've hurt them and how much they feel hurt by you and like how horrible they think that you've been in certain times where you've been a PMDD rage, you're like, I feel like my partner's judging me for this person that's not even me. And that's why I think it's so powerful to name your PMDD alter ego because you can really separate the behaviors and that's not giving your alter ego a excuse. It's not allowing you to say, okay, I didn't do it. Rosa did it, or I didn't do it. Tracy did it. It's not about naming it so that you can disassociate so much that you're not taking responsibility, but it is about recognizing that there's an outside entity that is contributing to the behavior that you're showing to your partner so that you can understand that. And so that you can allow them to understand. 
Um, so over times, if you've gone through months and months and months of PMDD, the things that your partner can say to you in those moments can start to shape your opinion on yourself, right? This can lead to a fear of you being judged. And if you're not careful about that, it can negatively impact your whole entire relationship, your self-esteem, how you view yourself as a partner, as a whole. You start to think, maybe I don't have that much to offer in my PMDD relationship because I can't control my emotions. Maybe I should just be alone. I remember thinking that so many times where I got to the point where I was like, you know what? If I can't control my emotions and if my partner is saying that I'm this horrible person and I'm doing these horrible things, maybe I should just be single. Maybe I would just be doing them a favor or maybe I would be better off because I would almost rather be alone than to constantly hear my PMDD partner criticize me over the things that I said and did during PMDD, especially when I'm in my good days and I no longer associate with those thoughts and feelings. I no longer feel that way. So when I'm trying to defend myself to my PMDD partner, it's really hard to do because I am i don't feel that way anymore. And so I'm going to give you these PMDD trauma transformational tools to overcome that fear of being the PMDD bad guy and to get your self-esteem back on track. Because I know When you don't feel good about yourself, it impacts how you show up in your relationship. And I know that this is so true for not just me, but for my PMDD partner. When he feels like he's done something wrong, when he feels like he's being judged, he shows up as a lesser version of himself. And I do the same thing because I'm kind of like walking on eggshells. If I've known that I've just said something or done something that's below the belt, I'm not showing up as like confidently, like I know what I bring to this relationship and I should be valued and adored and loved. I'm kind of showing up as a a milder version of myself, like, and it's not comfortable. I'm just like, hey, like, can I get you anything? Like, I'm not feeling comfortable. I'm not feeling like I can be intimate with you. I'm not feeling like I can really be open and laugh and enjoy life because I feel like you're looking at me like I'm this horrible person. So I'm constantly um, trying to overwork myself, like outperform to prove that I'm a good person. Um, Or I'm at the point where I'm just giving up. Like, well, if you think I'm this horrible person, then maybe you should just be with someone else. Like that's the ego. When the ego comes out and I'm just like, okay, if I'm such a horrible person, then go be with somebody else. And none of those things are bringing me closer to my partner is actually drawing a wall in between us. Um, so the first PMDD trauma transformational tool is to learn your strengths and your limitations when you're in PMDD. So when you know what you bring to the table, your strengths when you are in PMDD, and you know your limitations when you're in PMDD, you'll be less affected by what your partner says to you, right? So their opinions on your abilities kind of become irrelevant because you know what you're capable of. When you have confidence in your ability to show up, then when other people's comment 
and say what you can't do when your partner's saying, oh, but you can't do this because you have PMDD. Oh, but you can't do that. But you have this list of things that you can do when you're reminding yourself, like, I can show up for my children. I can show up for my pet. I can show up to go to work. I am doing all these things on a daily basis. Like you have to have this list and it could be as small as five things that you're reminding yourself, like, listen, I know my limitations. I know what I can't do and I'm okay with that. So I want you to begin to embrace your limitations, embrace what you're not able to do and know that it takes strength to draw that line and say, you know what? I'm not capable of doing this right now, but I'm setting this boundary and that's okay because it takes self-awareness to really know within yourself what you can do and what you can't do. And you're being smart enough to not push yourself beyond your limits because when you push yourself beyond your limits, that's when the PMDD rage is going to come because you're going to get so overwhelmed. But being able to have those limitations is not a sign of weakness. If you go through your two weeks out of the month and you're not able to do what you were able to do before, that's okay. Like, don't shy away from that. Don't think that that's a bad thing, but know what you can do and do what you can. Don't throw the whole PMDD time away and say, I guess because I can't perform to the ability that I did when I wasn't in PMDD, I guess I won't do anything. Don't limit what you can do. And that's why I love and I embrace and I encourage you to have a PMDD morning routine because when you wake up in the morning and you do these small rituals, these small rituals, they're not, they don't take a lot of time. You can go back and listen to my episode on the PMDD toolbox to know exactly what I'm talking about. But when you are able to do these small rituals, you're creating confidence in yourself and in your ability of what you can do when you're in PMDD. So embrace your strengths and embrace your limitations and communicate those to your partner and don't feel bad about it. Because when you start to feel insecure about it and say, well, I can't do this and kind of making excuses for what you can't do. You're feeling like a bad person, but there's nothing wrong with that. We all have our moments and we're doing the very best that we can, but I want you to be able to communicate that to your partner confidently. So the second PMDD trauma transformational tool is to acknowledge that things do not have to be perfect when PMDD is there. So human perfection when you have PMDD is a myth, right? You can excel at your tasks and your to-do list and all the things that you have to do when you're in PMDD without them being perfect. So rather than focusing on your imperfections when you're in PMDD, know that you're doing the best that you can and that know that that's enough. Begin to know that how you're showing up is enough and know that there's so many people that are experiencing not PMDD. They're not experiencing PMDD and they're doing less than you are, right? So you have to remind yourself, you're doing a lot. I know that when we're in PMDD, we don't always feel that way. I know it. We constantly think like, I should be doing more. I say this all the time and it's one of my biggest insecurities that I used to have. I should be doing more. I constantly wake up in the morning and I look at all the the things that need to be done and I'm like, I need to do all these things, but I have no energy to do it. And I begin to beat myself up about it or I exhaust myself in doing it. And I had to put a stop to that and say, you know what? If I pull back a little bit, like that's okay. That's okay. It doesn't have to be perfect. I don't have to show up perfectly. I just have to show up. 
The same thing in your relationships. You don't have to show up perfect. It is a unrealistic expectation that you're going to be constantly on it all the time. That's not going to happen. And putting that pressure on yourself is almost going to really not make it happen because when you begin to get into your mind that you are so overwhelmed, it takes so much energy out of you that you begin to do less. But if you lower the needle a little bit and give your your self permission to lower the needle a little bit and say, you know what? I'm not at a 10 today. I'm at like a five or six. And that's okay because my five or six is freaking amazing. And I had to remind myself of that. And this is very a very powerful tool, a very powerful affirmation that I use with myself and with my private PMDD clients. And that is whatever your number is, I check in with myself every single day. If you don't follow me on Instagram at in love with PMDD, I literally document my journey every single day of the month with saying what my day is, what my symptoms are and all the things. Um, and I do that for a reason because it's just recognizing within myself, where am I today and letting myself know that that's enough. These are the symptoms I have and I'm going for it. I'm going throughout my day. It's okay. My best is enough for today. And my best is going to be different on different days, depending on what I have going on in my cycle. And that's okay. So the third PMDD trauma transformational tools is to understand that your partner is always going to have an opinion about what you say, about what you do. And I want you to know that just because your partner has an opinion about something that you say and you do doesn't mean that you're wrong. They are human. They have an opinion. They have a perception on things and they're allowed to. And this was really hard for me earlier in my journey because I didn't want to allow my partner to see myself any differently from what I was trying to be. Meaning I was trying to be the perfect PMDD partner and when I, when my partner was telling me things that I was doing wrong or things that I was saying, I felt judged and I felt like I needed to change their opinion of me. I really felt bad about my partner feeling like I was less than. And so I tried to overdo things to like, like earn their approval. and. Sometimes when you do things, your partner is not always going to see it the way that you see it. And that is okay. It is okay that they have an opinion. Like if you say something, if you do something and you didn't mean it a certain way, but they took it a certain way, understand that perception is everything. Just because they perceived your actions a certain way doesn't mean that that's how you intended for them to be. PMDD lovers, I am so excited to announce my latest course called Dating and PMDD. You asked and I answered. For all of you single PMDD partners wanting to get in a relationship or maybe you're currently dating and you're having some struggles with trying to navigate your PMDD symptoms, or if you're the partner that's thinking about dating someone who has PMDD and you really just want to know how to do it the right way. So we're going to go through eight weeks of intense training with workbooks where we're going to be going over 
all of these different topics and we're going to have live Q&As. You're going to be able to watch the recordings whenever you feel like it, whatever time zone that you're on. So week one, we're going to be discovering your why. Why do you want to date with PMDD? Why do you want to partner? We need to understand the foundation of that. Week two, we're going to be talking about what makes a supportive PMDD partner. All of my clients always say all the time, I just want a supportive PMDD partner. So I'm going to show you exactly what that looks like when it comes to PMDD. Week three is going to be boundaries in PMDD, communicating those needs. What is it that you need? What is it that you don't need specifically when you go into PMDD? Week four is going to be PMDD attachment styles. When you go into PMDD, are you an avoidant? Do you have an anxious attachment style? What kind of partner should you date if you have a different attachment style in a PMDD? Week five is the PMDD intrusive thoughts. When you're going through that texting phase and you're not really knowing what to do with that anxiety of should I text, should I not text, should I tell them that I have PMDD, when should I tell them that I have PMDD, how should I tell them that I have PMDD. I'm going to give you the exact blueprint of what to say when you have PMDD and you're dating someone that you're wanting to be in a relationship with. Week six is going to be dating through each phase of your cycle. So every single time that you go through your ovulation, your menstruation, your follicular phase, and your luteal phase, when you're dating, you're going to be impacted differently. And I'm going to tell you how to date, when to date, which phase of your cycle is more beneficial and which phase is more so you need to kind of pull back a little bit so that you don't do any damage and that you don't scare away a potential PMDD partner. Week seven is how dating affects your PMDD symptoms. Because when you begin to date, you will have your PMDD symptoms magnified. So I'm going to tell you what to look out for so that you're not surprised, so that you don't feel like you need to stop the dating process or like you're doing something wrong. I'm going to tell you what to expect and what to do to cause your PMDD symptoms to be minimally affected when you're dating. And then the last week eight is going to be how to detach yourself from the PMDD dating process and just have fun and open yourself up to the possibility of having an amazing PMDD partners. So go to www.inlovewithpmdd.com. We start on May 1st and you'll be able to watch the recordings whenever you get this. And you're going to want to get the workbook and everything that's included. I look forward to seeing you in there. We got this. Love you. You can just say to yourself, that's your opinion on it. Like if your partner comes and tells you, you did this and you did that and and it made me feel this way and blah, blah, blah. And you're the reason I want you to know what matters the most is your opinion of yourself. And this is where interdependence comes on. It's when you're not so dependent on your partner that everything that they say, every opinion that they have impacts how you feel about yourself. Because if your partner perceives that about you, that's okay. And they're not a bad person because they perceive what you did and you said a certain way. Perception is reality. Have you ever heard that? And it's like how someone perceives what happened is their reality. I want you to allow your PMDD partner to have their reality and you can have your own and you can coexist without looking at things the same way. We are all looking at things through the lens of our experiences and who we are as a person. So there's a reason why your PMDD partner may have an opinion about you in a certain moment that has nothing to do with you. And it can have everything to do about what they've experienced in the past. And you may be bringing something up that makes them think about the past. And so they're like, oh, you're like this because of this. 
And you can say, okay, that's your opinion. And don't try to talk them down or convince them that it should be any different, but just allow them that space because you may have an opinion about them that may be different from what is their reality. But we have to give our partners the opportunity to have that opinion and for you to just be okay with it and not be mad because your partner shared their opinion about you. Not be mad because they have an opinion about a circumstance or argument or something that you had that's different from how you intended. Just seek to learn and understand your partner's point of view. Just say, okay, you you felt like that or you thought that. Okay, I understand. I understand how you could see it that way. Try to understand it from their point of view because maybe after explaining it to them, your point of view and your perception, they may say, oh, that's not how I took it at all. I thought when you said this, that you meant this, right? I'm going to give you a perfect example. Oh my goodness. Perfect example. I just got back from seeing my PMDD partner and one of my biggest triggers that I always have with him is that he snores. So we have this really big conflict in our relationship with the snoring because the way I perceive it is, okay, you snore, just admit that you snore and go in another room and sleep in the other room so that I can get sleep. Well, in his opinion, he feels like I want to be close to you I want to be near you. And if you really loved me, you would be able to go to sleep regardless of my snoring. And I have never been able to do that. Like whenever I've stayed in the bed when he's snoring, it always causes me to suffer and I end up getting very resentful. So what I used to do earlier in my journey is I used to force myself to stay in the bed. Even though I knew that his snoring was triggering me, I felt like I was doing the right thing by staying next to him because he painted this big picture about if you're in a relationship, if you're married, you should be in the bed together because that was his opinion. That was his point of view. And I tried to live up to his point of view. And I was killing myself because I was getting so sleep deprived. I was so bitter, so resentful, so cranky the next day. And what I had to do was just tell him, listen, I understand that you have an opinion, a thought in your mind that only couples are happy and all the things if they're sleeping in the same bed. What I, the reason why I get bitter and resentful is because I feel like if I'm your partner, you should care about me getting sleep because I'm at my best when I get sleep. You should care about the quality of my sleep. You, if you know that you're doing something that's causing me harm, meaning you're causing me not to be able to sleep, why would you do it just because you want to be next to me? I said, my opinion is that that is selfish because you're no longer thinking about me and my needs for sleeping. You're now only thinking about your need to be close to me when we're sleeping. And it was very eye-opening to have that conversation because in his mind, like, if you love me enough, you'll just go to sleep and that's it. Like, end of story. We just need to sleep together because we're in a relationship and we're together. Where in my mind, I'm more of a, practical person where it's like, Hey, if I know that you need sleep and you're at your best when, you know, you get rest, 
then I'm going to do what it takes for you to get rest. And if that means that I'm sleeping in a separate room, like when you first go to sleep or like when you're deep in sleeping, that's fine. But I'm not thinking about it in the totality of our entire relationship. And that's where the disconnect was. And I had to take a moment to ease my partner's mind and say, this is nothing to do with how I feel about you as a person, as my partner, but this has everything to do with how I want to show up to you as your partner. So when I was beginning to understand after time, like, what are you really saying when you're telling me to just go to sleep? Because it would always be like, just go to sleep, just go to sleep. And it's like trying to make me be able to be okay with going to sleep, even though he was snoring. And when we really had the conversation and did the work and used my tools, he said, I just love you. And I really just want to be next to you. I feel safe. I feel good when I'm next to you. That I could understand a lot better then you're the bad guy. I'm judging you for not sleeping with me. I'm judging you because you're not being a good partner. So what I want to let you know is you can have a different perception than your partner, but it is the way that you present it to them that's going to decide if it's going to cause you to have a disagreement or if it's going to bring you to a moment of clarity. So when I was able to understand that the depth of what was wrong with him about the sleeping arrangement was that he wasn't close to me because he genuinely just loves me and wants to be close to me, I took it way differently than you just need to go to sleep next to me because I need, because I need, because I need. And I no longer thought it was selfish. I was like, oh, that's really like sweet. I understand. I want to be next to you too. So we came to an agreement that I'm going to get in the bed when he, because he goes to sleep earlier than me anyway. Like I literally get a lot of my work done in the evening times because my schedule is so busy. Um, during the day and he tends to go to sleep really early and wake up really early where I stay up really late and somehow still wake up really early. But um, the compromise in that and the reason that we were able to compromise was because I was understanding his opinion and instead of judging it, I looked at it for clarity. And I said, okay, so when you first go to sleep, I'm going to lay with you. We're going to cuddle. We're going to do all the things. When you go to sleep, I'm going to go into the other room. I'm going to, I have an office in our house um, and I'm going to go in my office and get work done and do like my, my evening routine. And I said, are you okay with that? And he's like, yes. And then when I wake up in the morning, we get back in the same bed together and we, you know, wake up together essentially, but it's a little maneuvering, but it is what works best for the both of us. Because when he gets the time before he goes to sleep. He feels safe. And when I wake up in the morning fully rested, I'm not resentful and sleep deprived. And I don't know if you've ever been sleep deprived in PMDD, but that is like, it exasperates my symptoms to like a million trillion because even when I sleep in PMDD for 10 to 12 hours, I'm still exhausted. So the fact that when he snores, I can't get any sleep, it's like, because the way he was describing it to me, he's like, I'm not doing it on purpose. And I I didn't understand that. I didn't understand that he really thought that I was judging his snoring like he's a bad partner and he was doing it on purpose. I never thought that. And so that's why it's so important to understand what your partner thinks that you're judging them for. Because when he told me that, I'm like, babe, I didn't think that you were doing it on purpose. But just because you're not doing it on purpose doesn't mean that it doesn't affect me. 
So that's what I want you to really understand that when you're judging your partner for the things that they're doing, that doesn't mean that they're doing it on purpose. So yeah, I could judge and say, oh, he's over here snoring. I can't get any sleep. But in the grand scheme of things, is he really doing it on purpose? Like when you seek for clarity on the meaning behind your placing on the things that your partner is doing, you'll be less likely to judge them. So your partner could be doing something that is just something that they do, right? It's just something that they do. And you can attach a negative meaning to it And then all of a sudden you are looking at them differently. You're judging them, thinking that they're thinking certain things about you without you actually clarifying if that's really what they think. For example, if you are having avoidant attachment style like me, you know, and you shut down during certain times, I'm not shutting down because I don't want to be with my partner. I'm shutting down because that's my coping mechanism for dealing with stress. Or if my partner gets really clingy and I judged him for being really clingy when PMDD comes around and I get avoidant, is it is it fair to judge my partner and call him the bad guy because he's just trying to be closer to me and he just wants love, affection, and attention? So it's a matter of not judging your partner for the things that they're doing and and really getting an understanding of why they have the opinions that they have. And the fourth PMDD trauma transformational tool is to be aware of your PMDD intrusive thoughts. Those little voices that come in your head can become deafening at times that you can hear the same lies again and again and again, so much as you begin to believe them. I have done this. It is, it goes right in line with the previous PMDD trauma transformational tool. And it is when you begin to get this belief about something or something that your partner has done or something that your partner has said or your PMDD partner as a whole. For example, if I took the, the situation with my partner snoring and I said, oh, my partner just wants me to be next to him and he doesn't care about me sleeping. He's selfish. When I'm in PMDD, that is when the PMDD trauma transformation or the PMDD uh, trauma transformational tools come into play because the intrusive thoughts will hold on to that one statement. If co- Your intrusive thoughts really work with your subconscious mind. So I want you to understand this. Your subconscious mind doesn't know that these are intrusive thoughts. They don't know what's true, what's not true. If you say it, if you think it, it thinks it's reality, it's a fact. And it'll literally try to protect you against what you're saying in your mind. So it is a programming that you begin to have when these PMDD trauma um, this PMDD trauma transformational tools come into play because when your intrusive thoughts come in, if you do not use these tools, then they're going to play in your mind again and again and again. And before you know it, you're looking at your partner like they're selfish or like they're insensitive or like they're not grateful for you or like any, whatever it is that you say in your mind on repeat, your, your subconscious mind holds on to that and says, oh, that must be true. So that means you don't need to be with your PMDD partner. This is when you begin to have these these negative beliefs. So once you start to recognize what triggers come up with these intrusive thoughts, you can take the necessary steps to change them into positive ones. And so to give you an example, what I had to do with the issue with the snoring in order to get to a place where I was really not allowing 
my PMDD partner to be the enemy because he wanted to sleep next to me. I had to realize that my PMDD partner just wanted to be next to me. I had to remind myself, my PMDD partner loves me. My PMDD partner wants to be around me so much that he wants to like feel me when he's sleeping and it makes him feel safe. And, and this is the reason why he wants to be next to me, why he snores, not because he's being selfish, not because he doesn't care about how I feel, but because he loves me that much. So when you're looking at it like that and you're like, oh, it's really hard to be mad at your PMDD partner when you recognize that the core of the things that they're doing is coming from a good place, a positive place, and not one that makes you feel like you need to judge them and think of them as the enemy. So the fifth PMDD trauma transformational tool is to make yourself a priority when PMDD comes. So when you allow your partner's judgment to cloud your own perceptions, you're giving your partner power and priority over your life. You're allowing their judgments to control your day, how you feel, how you think, how you act, what you do, what you don't do. And you're giving your PMDD partner so much control over your life that you're not even recognizing that you're making them a priority instead of yourself. Because when you put your PMDD partner ahead of yourself when it comes to these judgments and just neglecting what you really think or what you really know about yourself, then they become the priority and your feelings become on the back burner. And that's never a good thing because over time you're going to resent that. So I know that you always hear the saying of put put everyone first, put this person, put your loved ones before you. But what happens when you do that, you begin to resent them, resent you doing it. You feel bad about doing it. You feel bad that they're the ones that's making you do it, even though they're not making you do it because you're choosing to do it. But if you're not filling yourself up, filling yourself up, but you're constantly pouring into them, you're going to begin to resent them. So you're actually not doing them a favor by not making yourself a priority. You're actually doing damage to your PMDD relationship. Because when you get into PMDD, your priority should be, how can I show up as my best? How can I fill myself up as much as possible so that I show up as my best to my PMDD partner? Like this is something when you invest in yourself, which is the sixth PMDD trauma transformational tool, which is to invest in yourself. When you invest, you are actually becoming better for your PMDD partner and your relationship. So if you're constantly wanting things to be different in your PMDD relationship, but you're not taking the time to invest in it, then you're not moving the needle. You're not going to see any progress in your relationship if you're not willing to invest. It's almost like how bad do you really want the changes to show up in your relationship? It's one thing to say, I want things to be different. But if you're not willing to put an investment behind that, then are things really going to be changed? It's like if you say, I'm hungry, but you never spend the money to buy food. It's like, are you really hungry? Or are you just saying that? And then you're just going to sit in your uncomfortable hunger. Like, do something about it so that you get to a point where you are really recognizing that in order to see progress, you have to do something different. 
And the big part of that is self-care. And I know that when you think about self-care, you can think about all of these things like, oh, I need to take a bath or I need to work out or it looks different for every PMDD partner. And but what I will tell you is the better you treat yourself, the better you're going to treat your PMDD partner. And then you're going to not feel that judgment. You're not going to feel that judgment because you're not going to be constantly thinking that your partner is, you know, thinking that you're a bad person and all of these things because you're going to be doing the work within yourself and you're going to get this, this confidence in yourself. And you're going to say, you know what? I'm doing my best. And when you, you get this momentum with doing the work within yourself and when you invest that time and that money, and that energy into making yourself better, then you're going to show up better to your partner because there's nothing worse than your partner saying something like, oh, um, you're not even doing anything about it. Like, I know that you're saying, sorry, I know that you're saying you're wanting things to be different, but you're not even doing anything about it. And it's like, when you take the time to invest in yourself, then you're really letting him know, like, or you're letting your partner know, like, not only am I saying it, but I'm actually doing something about it. And that that gives the person confidence in saying, okay, we can work through this and we can stay together because I see that you're actually taking the steps to go in a different direction versus going month after month with the same arguments again and again and again, and then expecting them to stay committed to something that is pure chaos. So the seventh PMDD trauma transformational tools is that I want you to understand that memories of the past comments and things that your PMDD partner has done will fade over time. So even though when your PMDD partner says something that triggers you or they criticize you and it hurts at the time, I want you to know that over time, when you replace those negative thoughts with positive ones, when you begin to do the work with that, and this is something that me and a lot of my PMDD trauma clients do is we go through the work of releasing the negative thoughts that we have about our PMDD partner and starting to replace them with positive ones. Okay. So when we're doing this, you have to empty out the negative and then replace it with the positive. So this is something that I'm telling you that I do with my private clients. So this, if this is something that you know that you need done, if you know that you have a lot of negative intrusive thoughts that are playing on repeat in your mind, and I said this earlier with one of my clients, it's like a song that's on replay. And you're like, we were discussing it and it was kind of like when she got out of PMDD, she was still thinking those same negative thoughts. And I'm like, yeah, if you think about a song that's been playing again and again, like even if it's super annoying, it gets really catchy. So like even when PMDD symptoms are gone, you're still singing the same song. So you're still holding on to those same intrusive thoughts because your subconscious mind doesn't really know that like, oh, like this, these, these thoughts are not true. So we should stop them right now. Like your, 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 <laughs> your subconscious mind is like, oh, this is true. So let's just keep this going because this is a good reminder of, of this dangerous thing or this dangerous person. So let me make sure that I keep reminding you of it again and again and again. 
but there's so only so much room in your memory banks. So I want you to ensure that you're not giving these negative thoughts about your PMDD partner over the positive ones. So I want you to constantly be looking at the balance between the two. If you find yourself judging your partner too much, if you find yourself caught in that loop, then it's, it's time to do a factory reset, right? We need to go back to default settings. And I've had to do this plenty of times and I've done it privately with my PMDD clients. And that is, we need to go back and look at what is your programming, like opening up the the back of like a robot and saying, okay, what are you what are you programmed to think about your partner right now? What is your your motherboard look like? Like what is what does your system look like? What are you replaying in your mind again and again and again? Because what you're replaying in your mind is impacting how you're showing up to your relationship and then also how you feel about your PMDD partner because that reprogramming of those negative intrusive thoughts can really have you showing up to your partner and just looking at them like this horrible person because you're constantly judging them and everything that they did over what it could be one thing that you're holding on to. And you're constantly looking at them like, I can't believe they're doing that again. And it's because of this. And you tell yourself all of these PMDD stories in your mind. And it's because you're judging them and you're calling them the bad guy because you're fearing them calling you the bad guy because you want to be able to say, it's not me, it's you. And here is a little bit of enlightenment for you. You don't want to be the PMDD bad guy. Your partner doesn't want to be the PMDD bad guy. So it's not like, Oh, one of you has to be the blame. If you want to blame anyone, blame your PMDD alter ego. Blame PMDD. Blame that separate entity that's outside of the core of who you are. That's why I say it's so important to create that PMDD alter ego so that you have someone to blame. That is not you and that is not your PMDD partner. And again, you're not using the alter ego and saying, oh, it wasn't me, it was my alter ego, but you're recognizing that that's a separate entity that you're experiencing in that time, but it's not the core of who you are. So the eighth PMDD trauma transformational tool is to remind yourself that you are an amazing PMDD partner who is working through every single month. You're a work in progress. And anyone who has PMDD is a work in progress. We're never going to get to perfection, but we're a work in progress. So look yourself in the mirror and tell yourself that what you're doing is good enough. And if you practice this every single day, even several times a day when you're feeling really low, just telling yourself that I'm a good enough PMDD partner, what I'm doing is good enough. and it's not telling yourself something that is a lie. Cause right. When you tell, when you like talk to your subconscious mind and it's a lie, you're not going to believe it. It's not going to stick. But when you're literally saying this in a way that is believable, meaning I am good enough, not perfect, good enough and know that good enough is good enough. Soon you're going to automatically know Every single time you see yourself, every single time you talk about yourself, you're going to know that I'm, I'm doing good. I'm actually doing good. And this is something that we recap in my private sessions is that 
when you're getting consistent, positive reassurance about what you are doing for your PMDD relationship, it's going to help you overcome the fear of failure and not being the perfect PMDD partner. And it's going to overcome that fear of being judged and of that fear of being the bad guy. So before you let the fear of judgment by your PMDD partner affect your relationship in a negative way, I want you to try all eight of these PMDD trauma transformational tools and you'll be glad that you did because you're, you're going to begin to look at yourself differently. So this is something that you're going to have to do on a consistent basis because so many times when we get into PMDD, we're just in this rabbit hole of just thinking really negatively about ourselves and our partners. So as quickly as you can judge your PMDD partner and call them the bad guy, you can also look at yourself and call yourself the bad guy and begin to think negatively about yourself. So when I'm saying we're reframing your mind from you thinking that your partner's the bad guy and then also yourself, you have to do both. Just like when you forgive your partner for things, you have to forgive yourself too. Because we can be so hard on ourselves when we're dealing with PMDD and because of how we're showing up in our relationship, but we have to give ourselves some credit for what we do do and constantly do the work within ourselves to begin to say confidently that I'm a work in progress. My relationship is a work in progress and we are going to have the relationship that we desire and deserve because we deserve it. It's the relationship that we desire and deserve. And I'm here to let you know, you deserve it. We got this. PMDD Partners, it is National PMDD Awareness Month. And in lieu of this, I have officially launched In Love with PMDD TV. On this YouTube channel, you are going to be getting exclusive interviews with other PMDD partners. I'm always going to be coming on there, giving you more tools, more things for your PMDD relationships to stop the monthly breakups, but make sure you go over and subscribe to my YouTube channel, In Love with PMDD TV, so you can see more of me. That rhymes, but I'm super excited to be able to provide this for you. And then also, if you're wanting to be a guest on the podcast, In Love with PMDD, where you're listening to me right now, or if you want to be a guest on the TV show, In Love with PMDD TV on YouTube, make sure that you send me an email, rose at inlovewithpmdd.com. Let me know that you want to be a guest. Let me know that you want to share your story. Let me know that you want to share your journey. And for the month of April, I will be having other PMDD sufferers, other PMDD partners come on and collaborate with me on the podcast and then also on In Love with PMDD TV. This is about spreading awareness of PMDD. PMDD, everything that we're suffering with, everything that we're going through. I want the world to be able to see what it is that we go through on a month-to-month basis so that more tools can be provided. So I'm super excited. Email me, rose at inlovewithpmdd.com, or you can DM me on Instagram as always, where I vlog my journey daily, but I look forward to hearing from you. Until next time, we got this.